Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome to this edition of the Ashley Webster Experience. Today we're going to talk about football. No, not the Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets and all that. The real football. Although for this, I think for this podcast, we're going to have to refer to it as soccer, just so there's no uh, confusion, um, which often there is, by the way. Uh, joining us today, my good friend Ray Lear. Hello, Ray. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And Ray's going to kind of back me up here because also joining us, the much... Much talked about producer <laughs> Brian Solomon, who I have a feeling is going to say, you know what, soccer is so boring mm-hmm. that it will never be a major sport in the United States. And you may be right. I am. Uh, but when I was looking up some stats and stuff, there was an interesting um, banner, I guess, was at the top of one of the articles. And it said, soccer is the future of sport in America, dot, 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 and always will be. <laughs> In other words, it's always been it's been called, you know, this is going to take over. It's the world sport. Never has really reached that point. But, Ray, let me bring you in here just to begin with. You know, you obviously you're from the UK. You travel back and forth quite a bit. You're a huge soccer fan, Arsenal, but we won't get into that. Yeah. Um, but that's always been the problem with America, hasn't it? It's always so much potential, but it's always struggled to make soccer here a major sport it's still considered a minor sport is that changing i don't i don't think uh soccer's gonna break through into the you know the big american sports in the near future Mm. i think it's multiple factors why it's become popular to the point it is today um you know technology has a lot to do with that you know even you can look at a, a live feed twitter map now (laughs) <laughs> and see everybody that's you know following as the games are going on. So a lot of technology, I think, um, you know, has brought uh, brought things to be more accessible. Yeah, uh, it's on at a good time spot as well that doesn't conflict with other American sports. But um, I just don't see it. You know, you, you look at uh, there's not that many American players that's actually playing in the in the EPL at the moment. So I didn't have to say soccer then; I could say EPL. Uh, so I think that you know that that would need to change. There's, there's other things like you know other sports with concussion and, and things like yeah. that. With generations growing up, you know now they're growing up with a, with a faster game. It's mm. become much faster game in the yeah. last ten years. So generations growing up now between the concussions and maybe a faster game. You know things might change in the future, but I just don't think anytime soon. Anytime soon. That's always been the problem. And you know you bring up a point. It's the only major sport in America, and this is true, that doesn't draw the very best best athletes from around the world to its pro leagues. What ends up happening, of course, is players who are at the end of their careers, the Wayne Rooney's and all of that, going all the way back to Pele and the New York Cosmos. They kind of come here, they get a nice fat paycheck, and they help to promote the sport, but they're not playing at the height of their career. And that is a huge problem because America is all about the biggest and the best, and we're going to win. And in soccer, that is not the case. But the, the thing is with the MLS is that the MLS is the largest professional soccer league in the world, more teams, more cities than any other division. 
So it's not like we're not the, the MLS is not trying to attract it. I think MLS is doing everything right. I think that's how you build it. Hmm. You get these big names come over here and you try to attract the the kids to wa- say, oh my gosh, I saw Andre Pirlo play here finally. I've been following him and this guy's a world star yeah. and getting a big paycheck. And you have teams in every single city. I think we're up to what, 24? 24. It's going to expand next year to Miami and Nashville, which will take it to 26. Mm -hmm. And there are teams that get great crowds. Uh, Is it Atalanta? Or Atlanta. I got enough. Maybe Atlanta. Get, Atlanta is what, I'm getting the other one is the Spanish Sicil- team, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the one in Europe. But they average fifty one thousand. Yes. And so that's the thing. So the numbers right now with attendance and viewership is actually pretty strong. So it's with in with in person attendance at at the games, it's it's third behind the MLB and the NFL. Mm. And it gets more viewers, more more fans at their games. Per game, more than the NBA yeah. and the NHL. Um, however, TV viewership is far below. You're looking at the average of just over 200,000 per nationally broadcasted game. You've been Googling. I, I have been, and we have a fantastic brain room in this, in this building. Oh, you didn't? Fox, oh, yes. For those who don't know, but <laughs> the Fox uh, department has a massive brain room, and I always have this vision of a dark room in the basement, <laughs> little yeah. people running around, but they anything you give them, they'll give you 5,000 yeah. pages. I mean, so just, just to compare it, right? So with attendance, um, the average attendance for a baseball game uh, in 20, last year in 2018 yeah. was, was over 28,000, mm. all right? Hockey... Um, or, or sorry, uh, the average amount of viewers per game for baseball was over 2.4 million viewers. Yeah. It's a lot of people. But for soccer, just over 200,000 viewing on TV, but over 20,000, uh, 200,000, averaging 20,000 per game in, in attendance. All right. I'll, so I'll, ma- I'll, I'll beat you down on that okay. because the last season, the last week of the EPL in mm-hmm. May of this year, so it was the last round of games where NBC shows all the games at the same time because mm-hmm. they all begin at the same time. Mm-hmm. That drew 2.2 million viewers. You're right. Which um, is pretty good. Yeah. And Liverpool Tottenham attracted 1.5 mil- million viewers in America. 300,000 watched it on TNT alone. Really good numbers. But what's the average uh, viewership for an NFL nationally broadcasted game? Over 15 million. Yeah. I mean, the discrepancy is huge. But this is the thing. Why are people... Take them down, right? So, <laughs> well, it's a culture thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you, you know, even you reading off the statistics mm-hmm. to, to big up, you know, what, what you call soccer... Um, you know, even even that is is an approach on it where it's not just the culture. Why why do you watch the game? Why do you turn up? Or why well, do you so, switch on the TV? Is to watch this competitiveness, uh, and there's a lot of history and everything else there. But and no other sport has history in it, or or competitiveness. No, like the NFL, right? So that's that's a great example of something that has a lot of culture in the mm-hmm. US, and that's why the figures there. Um, I just don't think it's there. And in the MLS yet, and also you know it's it's styles of play and learning styles of play from a very very young age because there's different types of playing. Mm. Uh, you know, the, you look at the different leagues in Europe and they all play in different ways. And what you see in the Premiership is you see a, a mesh of that, and that gives you the ability to 
counter doing an actual game that makes it more exciting mm. it's very fast it can be defensive there's players that have come in you know and, and you get a lot of tactics and dribbling so it's a combination mm. so let me ask you so why is there such a discrepancy between great numbers of fans attending games an average of over 20,000 people per game you say Atlanta has great numbers yeah 51,000 and that's very good numbers but yet there's such a low number of people watching on TV. Because if it's exciting, basketball's exciting. But if, actually, I think it's better to watch a basketball game at home than at a game. Basketball's interesting in the last two minutes, don't you think? Well, I don't like, yeah, I don't like yeah. the fouls, personally. But Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's kind of mucked it up a little bit. But yes, yeah. I, yeah. It, is, it is. But, but why, if you're a purist, I get it. But why is, this, why is there such a discrepancy? There's 20,000. Basketball has less people at a game Per game. Well, you're starting to get more atmosphere. I mean, you know, it starts getting the atmosphere at the games, and obviously they're drawing the people there. So it becomes – it's like a family outing, mm-hmm. which is which is good. Um, you, and again, you think you have to look at the clash of, of sports, right, because they're contending for an individual on any given day mm-hmm. for, at those at those given hours. So if there's another live sport on, you know, are you going to watch So that? this is the thing, too. Soccer is the fourth most played game. Amongst youth in this country, in the United States, behind basketball, baseball, football, more than hockey. Yeah, right. And that's and and per and for the ratings, hockey does much better than soccer. Well, it's a cheap. It's a cheap sport as well, isn't it? I mean, you know, you soccer? don't have to, yeah to, to get Soccer's into it at a young age. You yes. know, where, where it's, it's so. But hard. why why isn't it keeping kids, American kids, in it? For the long haul. Probably because as they grow up, I, you know, the AYSO, the American Youth Soccer Organization, it has six, 700,000 kids at any given time all mm-hmm. across this country and all these kids being indoctrinated into what football is, soccer is. And yet when they get to a certain age, they all branch off elsewhere. It's probably, you know, the, 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 the old argument was, well, once you get to high school, you want to get into a sport where you have more opportunity to get a scholarship, yeah. if you're good, yeah. to go into college. I think that's changing. Um, at the college level, there are a lot mm-hmm. of soccer teams. Not as many, you're right, not as many scholarships for soccer as there is football no. or, or, or basketball. Right. Well, I mean, you look at the SEC, the biggest sports conference in the country in college, mm. but they don't have a men's soccer division. Well, that's their And fault. so, you know, it's a school like <laughs> South Carolina has to do Conference USA. So that is interesting. It's a good point that there's not as many... Also, what's interesting, though, when you watch media in this country, uh, all the local news reports, no matter where you are, um, soccer's not going to be featured very prominently in the sports section you have. News, weather, sports, the sports section. So you're saying there's media bias involved? A little bit. Old media bias. But I understand that because many people will tune in to find out about the Packers or whatever it is. Um, I get that. But I think that's another hurdle that... Uh, has to be over. Yeah, ge- geography is a hurdle as well. I think yeah. the geography, you know, you look at England, it's about the size of New York, right? So, yeah. New York State. And you've got all of those clubs in that, in that proximity. <laughs> so, you've got people that go to work and and interact with people, who, you know, who support rival companies and you get the banter and yeah. then that brings the culture. You know, you get... That, yeah. That's very true. And it's a good point because... Uh, you know, there's 92 professional teams in England now spread mm-hmm. out between four divisions. And there's even more than that. There's semi-pro mm-hmm. and then, you know, then sure. pure amateur. And they're all trying to move on up. Mm-hmm. It's in the culture, which mm-hmm. I think, to Ray's point earlier about, that's the bottom line. If you haven't grown up with it and you don't get it. I do think English fans of soccer, though. Um, I remember when I first moved to America, I went to a baseball game in L.A. between Dodgers and Padres. And it was more of a social event, to be honest with you, than yeah. than the game was just secondary. You know, Frank and the kids show up, hey, Mary, how are you? you know, they got there in the third inning and they left in the seventh. And 
It was. Was it, it like that? Have you ever been to a Yankees game? I have. Was it like that at a Yankees no, game? No, but I still think there's. It's not yeah. the same. This is a different game. Baseball goes yeah. on for hours. Well, I think with baseball, too, it's very geographic in the sense that the East Coast teams, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, you know, say Atlanta, the baseball fans are a lot more rabid than a Dodgers oh, I know. fan LA in is Anaheim. La La Land. I, it's still yeah, a stop-start game, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you watch yes. the Premiership. Sure, yeah. It's like watching a film, right? A, a really integral yeah. film with lots of parts that intertwine. For and 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can't. You know, it's yeah. just the one game. And I have a, I have a pool table, and I, I play pool and watch sports, right? But I can't do it when I'm doing when well, I'm doing watching the Premiership. The football. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I was at, I was under the thinking before I ever went to my own, my, my first soccer game that. Oh, it's going to be boring. I watch on TV. They just keep they they hardly score. There's no excitement. I went to a soccer game. It was an sacrilege. Ex- All it was, of it. <laughs> I went. It was an exhibition game between the Team USA and Argentina with Lionel Messi. Yeah, and we won. Mm-hmm. Team USA won, won, won. I count that as a win. And <laughs> but but be a bright and it was when we again. scored. <laughs> yes, this country we, loves statistics. We, we yeah. have numbers. Yeah. When we scored, that was one of the biggest celebrations I ever. I ever experienced. experienced in a game. It was completely different being there, and especially we. And I, I sat by the Argentinian fans, so it was oh. very, very interesting. It was a great time. So, but the, the problem is with soccer, and this is my opinion, that the 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 excitement from in-game experience cannot translate through that through the screen for Americans who are used to the ex- the excitement of watching a slam dunk because a slam dunk an alley-oop is cool whether you're looking at it in person or through a screen in a 50-yard touchdown hail mary is cool yeah, on like the that. screen but a header at uh, around the pk box i mean to me it's just <laughs> I, it, I just don't think that translates I know, let me just google about pk box yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever it is you guys know the term but you know what i'm saying i just don't think it translates and i think the i'm supporting that when you follow the money and the follow the money in this country, MLS players hmm. do not get paid nearly on the level of NBA, NFL, or baseball players. That's because, largely because of sponsorship deals and largely because of TV deals. Basketball, so much of the contracts are based on the, on the TV rights. Hmm. That's because people want to watch basketball more than they did 10 years ago. So every time they negotiate a new deal, it goes up. If the TV companies are not offering more money to get the exclusive rights to broadcast games, teams aren't going to offer more money to the players. And so there's less of an incentive for people to stick through to to for, to go to get a career in it. That's the way I see it. It's interesting, though, because I think the psyche is different. People here say nil, nil, you know, zero, zero. How boring. Well, you can have a great game that's nil-nil. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you're not into the sport, it's like this need to be constantly entertained with scoring goals, getting points. Yeah. It's all part of the experience. But sometimes right. sports, you know, certainly soccer is not like that. Yeah, you can have a right. very tight game. You can have a great pitching uh, matchup and, and it's a one-nil base, one-nothing baseball game. Yeah, and I, I, um, I and, and the purists you. will love it because it's two pitchers dominating the batters. But But some people say, well... It was kind of boring. It was no runs. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I'm a big basketball guy, and that's how I view basketball, the NBA, over the last few years because the average um, amount of points per game has skyrocketed over the last five years. And it's not that Warriors. much fun. Right? It's not that much fun. With the Warriors, that's spread off. It's just shoot, shoot, shoot. Houston Rockets copy, and everyone else is trying to copy it. And the amount of shooting per game is – there's no defense, you know? And I don't but know – is that just to me, catering to the fans? So to me, as a big basketball person – 
it does not cater to me. And I've watched a lot less games. Ratings were down uh, year over year by 12%. And that's a big drop, down to 1.5 million viewers um, for a TNT and um, 2 million um, for ABC. And that's a 5% drop for them. Those are big drops for one year. And for me, well, the reason why I've watched less games is because it's not basketball. It's just whoever can make the many, the most three-pointers right. in the game. But it brings so, back... Brings, I think you're right. Yeah, but it brings us back to the beginning where we started is that is soccer ever going to get a real – maybe it has a toehold now. Will it get a foothold? You know, it's mm-hmm. – I was looking at the, the Gallup poll last year was done asking X number of people, uh, you know, what's your favorite sport? Um, football came in number one, American football, 37%. Um, baseball next, 11%. Basketball uh, – no, sorry, basketball was 11%. Baseball was 9%. Uh, soccer came in at seven. Hockey came in at four percent. Of all those sports, only soccer had grown in the last two years. Hmm. It went from four percent to seven percent. Football's down two percent. Baseball's down four percent. So there is in popularity and well, and saying that they're favorite. And of the people aged eighteen to thirty-four, which mm-hmm. is a you know key uh, demographic for advertisers and everything, soccer went up to eleven percent, tied with basketball at eleven percent. Baseball at six percent. So soccer's coming along among the younger yeah. crowd. So maybe that speaks to the generational thing and more and more people. Mm-hmm. But let me ask Ray this: I don't think it's really going to get or really take off until the U.S. gets a national team that is damn good and performs at the World Cup and generates that kind of excitement. They had a team that did pretty well in previous World Cups, but if they've been in a in a slump, they're in a transition right now. But America has to be the world best. Um, and so to get on the world stage, it's no fun to be beaten by all these much smaller countries. I get that. Um, yeah. England's very well practiced at it. But bottom line is, do you think it's the the that's going to be a changing point for the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, you look at the U.S. men's national team, I think there's only two people, isn't there, that play in the premiership at the moment? Yep. Uh, I think that would, that's going to help change it. And, and when's it coming over here, 2026? Yes. Uh, I think I think that will that will definitely help drive, you know, because it's just going to get more airtime. Right? But you have to win. This is a country of uh, winners. You do, you do have to win, yeah. But it's 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 also, you know, you, you watch these games. It's like you're talking about the nil-nil games. I've sat through nil-nil games and I've been shattered by the end, you yeah, know, watching it. And so it's <laughs> it's that entertainment, you know. If you go if you go to the theatre, if you go anywhere, if you go and watch a film, you want to be entertained. And it's expensive to do that, yeah. right? So, you know, and, and things you're talking about earlier with, uh, you know, subscription and streaming, it's... It's going to be a difficult thing, I think, mm. to, to to grow because now they're looking to get their money back because it's become such a you know a massive industry unto mm. itself, and they're looking to recoup some of that money. And mm. you know the streaming might put people off, mm. so it might stumble to get there. So I think the twenty twenty six thing is something to look forward to, uh, and it'd be nice to see you know more people getting getting a run out. I think in the, in the Premiership, but also. You know, you're back to the grassroots and the culture thing, right? So I think you know, in the US, um, there's there's more and more uh, British people starting businesses that mm. are actually bringing coaches over and you know, and, and teaching some of that football brain, not just the athletic side of the game, right? Uh, that drives you know drives it to be that tense thing that we all love. So I th- it's got potential, I think, mm. to grow in the next in the next eight years or so. Well, but, you know, listen, you, 
Brian, you yeah. know, US, I mean, we all like to win. Yeah. But for a country, it doesn't want to be knocked out of the World Cup by Nigeria or mm-hmm. some team because the, Ghana, yeah, whatever that? it be, and and because and the, because of that, there's like ah, eh, that's soccer. That's the rest of the world sport, yeah. um, and that's why I think it's a critical for this country to get yeah. a good team put together that can be really competitive. You're right. You look at the women's national team. Yeah, well, that's a good example. I mean, you had was it 25 million viewers? Yeah, 25 and million. 2015, you had 20 million viewers. I mean. Wild numbers, wild, yeah. wild numbers. Wouldn't because, it be great for the men's side to do yeah. that? People want to watch winners in this country. You're 100. Uh, yeah. Why do people love the Cowboys? Because they won so much, right? You know, and that's America. They and became almost, America's team because. And of that. Ray can speak. To, well, you're an Arsenal fan. They're more, more successful. But there's a lot of people in England that follow lower league teams that absolutely love it. They're not really going anywhere. They can't afford to buy all the best players, mm-hmm. but they like the sense of community and going to the local stadium. And I'm being you know, optimistic calling it a stadium, but, but whatever it is. But there are many small towns in England that have the local team and you live and die with them, you know, and it's terrific. And they're probably going to lose as many as they win. But, but there's that mentality, isn't there, in, in yeah, the yeah, UK? Yeah, we have a mutual friend that flies to uh, Sheffield to watch his team. He's American, um, yeah. you know, and he's he's a, <laughs> a perfect example of a diehard fan. And, you well, know, we'll mention US, him by name, Greg Monteleone. That's yeah. you, Greg. <laughs> Well, the, the U.S. Has, has no local teams in any level of sport unless it's high school or, or your local college. Yeah. And even at that, I mean, local colleges were your state colleges, and now they're no more local schools. I mean, it's, you're talking about the University of South Carolina, University of Georgia, Nebraska. That became your local team that you that you rooted for. But those aren't – there's nothing smaller than a state school that's that compares to your level. People – in this country want the best mm. from their athletes and they don't care how they get it from you know it, Kansas used to have this rule for, in a community for their community colleges mm. that i think it was 75% of the community college athletes had to be from Kansas yeah and now they stopped doing that because they said you know we just want to win we just want to win so if that if we can get more players from Missouri that are better than our Kansas kids we'll take them as whatever kids. it takes whatever it takes to win and especially when you see on the world stage the olympics the us is always in the top of the top 3 in the medal count Team USA basketball after after they lost in uh, was it 2004, 2000, 2004 yeah. they come back in two thousand eight. I mean, how many people watch those guys? Is drum every other country? People like in this country like to watch American dominance in sports. And with this women's national team, I mean, the the men's national team were not getting this for the Gold Cup, right? You know, they were not getting this for the Pan American Games. Yeah, I mean, which is obviously a small tor- tournament, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know the 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 women's team's done really really well. I think the, the number of first, seconds, and thirds. I think that's the worst they've had in it. Is third since, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. since the competition ever started. Yes. Uh, but they did get a bit of bad press, you know, for the way that they conducted themselves yes. in the in the last one. I don't yeah. think that did the sport very well. I mean, when I when we first came over here as a family, my son was playing travel soccer. We, you know, I'd go and and I'd watch the women game. I thought the the girls game was more entertaining. Because yeah. they played together as two teams. Yeah. Back to the athlete point, right? They, they, I think there's a lot in America where the people are playing there as individuals and not as a team. And that makes it less exciting. It's great for the athlete, and but it's mm-hmm. it's not good as a team and, and no. it, it doesn't help. Soccer's the, the ultimate team sport. It should be. And so it's it's supposed <laughs> You're always to be gonna get a selfish Well, the rugby player. World's Cup's on at the yeah. moment, so uh. well, the, it's yeah, it's a good point. But it's supposedly supposed to be a, a very team oriented sport. You can't one guy can't win it for you. Mm. Yeah. And when I think maybe because soccer is like that, in America you will have the, the individual star, especially in basketball. Basketball one guy can carry the load. 
You've seen Kobe do it. You've seen Jordan do it. I mean, they had great teams, but still, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The individual star can do that. Soccer, you can, but maybe there's more of a reliance on that idea, and that translates into soccer where they're maybe not as successful. Yeah, it's it, it's a tough one. You know, I, I, maybe, maybe, to answer the question we began mm-hmm. with, maybe we can get or there'll be a higher level of participation both going to games and watching on television. And 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 I feel like... Again, I come back to the national team, but um, because it's all about winning, you have to win, um, and you're competing. Unlike the UK, where you, you know, Ray just mentioned the World Cup, the Rugby World Cup that's going on. A lot of people like rugby, um, and there's cricket, of course, in the UK, but football, soccer dominates. They don't have that kind of competition that uh, soccer does in this country. So it's a different. Well, let me ask you: If you do, you think that if soccer was a foreign game to England, like right, as is now? <laughs> Right, some would and argue it is. Yeah. <laughs> you've seen the national team, yeah. well, you know, uh, but yeah, yeah, if, basketball's if had... the other way around, right? So they're trying yeah. to break basketball into the UK. So that's like the flip side of it. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think they're getting some adoption with that. And the NFL teams are starting to go over. Then there's talk of the Premier League coming over to the US as well and and trying out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's more marketing and on the brand. It's like, why do you turn up or you know switch the TV on? And that's to watch a really competitive mm-hmm. game. I don't really want to win 6-0 or be beaten 6-0. I want to watch yeah. a competitive game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that the that the average American is just so used to seeing these like exciting plays, exciting feats of athleticism, whether it's a it's a it's a slam dunk, a 50-yard touchdown, whatever it is that can that's easily excitable that although you guys are right, a good sports fan will want to watch a good 1-1 match or a nil-nil match, right? <laughs> yeah. I think Very that good, it's just harder. If it was soccer for – I think that's what's happening to baseball. I think that's that's baseball is not as exciting as it uh, – is not the, the numbers all show. The attendance, the ratings are all down. It's the lowest uh, attendance or lowest rating since 2003. And because the excitement that you get through the screen and – when you're at a game, is now falling behind basketball and football. You think also there's a bunch of kids out there, a whole generation, millions, who are at home down in the basement playing video games um, where they, that would normally perhaps get into watching football and becoming actually going out the front door, out into the fresh air and playing a game. So many. I mean, possibly. that's changed. Well, this is, this, is, this is another question I have that goes along with that. Soccer is the fastest growing sport, sport being played amongst kids. It is the second grow sorry second fastest in growth in this yeah. country to be actually played behind lacrosse however lacrosse there's a lot of schools down in the southeast in south carolina north carolina mm. georgia that don't even offer a lacrosse team so you, that's an untapped market of it's a very regional play. thing it's a very regional thing so that makes me think why are so many people passing up soccer and going to lacrosse even at scholarship that? but there's less schools that offer lacrosse scholarships than soccer so uh, yeah, but it's generally ex- a full scholarship as opposed to twenty five percent. So it's you back to the numbers now, aren't we? So yeah, <laughs> I think I think this. But so the average amount, if you're going for a scholarship, you're going to go for the support that has the most. You wouldn't go for soccer. You'd probably have a better chance at a lacrosse scholarship. Maybe if maybe you maybe more competition less of a ratio. On, yeah, yeah, less ratio possibly. But still, if high schools don't even offer it, that shows that kids aren't even interested in playing it for their school. Mm. So that that's. Why are kids just more focused on playing video games than they are soccer and lacrosse? Are kids more focused on playing basketball and ba- football? Now, remember, football had the first decline in in, in 
in high school yeah. participation this year. You know, this well, first fear of injuries and the head injuries and all of that has played. But yet, basketball continues to rise. Yeah. Girls basketball and girls soccer continue to rise. I think that. I, it's, I don't it's know. It's that fast pace again, right? I mean, you look, you look at, forget about sports for about three seconds. You look at people these days, you know, the up and coming that's, that's going to take it to the next level. You know, they're, they're on social media and their attention span is short, mm -hmm. yeah. really short attention yes. span, right? So you, you're looking at things like baseball or any kind of stop-start sport. It's, it's harder, I think, for them to mentally tune into that. And any kind of fast-paced thing... I think they might gravitate towards that. Well, what about... That's actually a very good point. I remember my father, when we first came here, tried to watch an American football game and said, they have one play and they walk off mm -hmm. and go to a commercial. He just could never, yeah. ever get a grasp of it. He wanted constant... I mean, he grew up yeah. you know, watching soccer, but but there is a point to that. Baseball's a lot of stop and start, too. But what about tennis? That's... Well, tennis can be a, – uh, I play tennis every week mm. right, with Greg, we mentioned earlier. Yep. Um, so tennis is a really good game. So it's like – it can be like chess, right? So mm -hmm. it can be a really intricate game. It can be fast. It's it's that game that, um, you know, is, I think has grown since I've been in the U.S. Mm -hmm. the last 10 mm -hmm. years. It's definitely uh, – definitely Attendance, grown. participation, um, viewership has all grown in tennis steadily. But yeah. the thing is with tennis, you're saying that people can't grasp a game that doesn't have stop, start, stop, start. Yes, you have a point and then you serve again, but you don't break away your concentration just between those well, two not points. Well, half, half the players run off in football and another half come back on. It's just a constant yeah. shift change. But with tennis, you're not you're, – it's more like the, the pace of – soccer than it is of uh, football or mm -hmm. or baseball yeah so why hasn't that why has that seen a growth in america a steady growth and it, but yet soccer has a hard time getting a foothold thing is the the atp is not a league i, I don't consider that a league with like mm -hmm. mls or nba tennis, yep. but the the opens the u.s open yeah. the wimbledon you know the grand slams i mean u.s open i mean that attendance continues to hit records all the time. Well, they just redid that stadium to more people. Tennis is popular. There's no so, so why do they not, according to you, you know, what you guys are saying is that the, the, the pace is the problem for soccer, meaning that you, it's just 45 minutes of continuous play. Un, uninterrupted. Uninterrupted minutes. play. So, what's, so why doesn't tennis have that problem? Well, I think tennis is a faster game. I mean, you know, you play, you play through to the sets mm -hmm. and then there's the constant changeover, but it's still pretty quick. They'll go sit down, you know, wipe themselves off, take a drink of water, think about yeah. it, go back out. But it's still relatively uh, And they moves. did try to time waste over the last couple of years, and they brought a rule in mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, time yeah, slicing sure. between points. Rafa so. Nadal got hit with that in the U.S. Open a lot because yeah, yeah, he yeah. took too long serving. It was like a 10-second thing or something like that. And baseball well, has done that too. ritual to go through. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baseball has put the time clock on the pitchers to speed it up. Yeah. I think has that, that helped? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. That's I mean, such a small facet of the game that they're trying to speed up. Yeah. Um, but I, what I think that if soccer wants to over wants to really get into the yep. upper echelon of professional sports, it's going to be baseball where it, it where it takes over. Baseball has been on, is on a steady decline. They're suffering from star power. When I was growing up, we had Derek Jeter, Mike Piazza, Albert Pujols, marketable names that were stars, not just for three years, but for eight nine, mm -hmm. ten years, people you can market over a long period of time. Now it's only guys for, you know, superstars only superstars for four years in baseball, except for a couple of guys, except for an Aaron Judge. So a lack of a superstar is what you're saying. Exactly. Hurts. I think I think that's a combination of it. That and the pace, and I think 
that's what's going to hurt baseball and it's going to continue to slip. If soccer can attract more stars, well, I think they're doing the right thing with getting Andre Pirro, Wayne Rooney, and all those guys over here. Gallup, who's pretty good at polling, says that they believe that soccer will overtake baseball within the next year or two on their surveys. Wow. So there you go. Basically call Ooh, me Gallup, um, then. Bit of a that? stretch, but yeah, I can, you can see it. Going. I think I that's a little early. Yeah. 7%, span. 7% to 9%. Baseball has a 9%. Yeah. The year before, it was 13%. So In being someone's favorite sport. Yes, the number one sport that you would yeah. go watch. I think that, I think in terms, and, the thing is with baseball, everyone's always going to go to a game because that's an experience. People love going to a baseball game because that's, that's a, right. as you guys say, that's a British culture, that's American culture. People right. are always going you to get go. get the hot dog. It's yeah. right up there with, with apple pie. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that also hockey, because of the expense of playing hockey, that soccer is so cheap, as you said earlier, mm-hmm. yeah. that the participation levels are going to be able to just, I think as as the cost of hockey continues to rise, um, well, that's true because basketball, you just, be, you just need a, a ball. I just go out to the park down the street and yeah, ball. Two hundred dollar you know? sneakers, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The when the China tariffs end, then we can really talk about cost of basketball because <laughs> basketball shoes are going up. Growing up as a kid, it was always just two sweaters as goalposts on the ground, and yeah. away you go. And someone yeah. had a football, and yeah. it was easy. Um, and it's always interesting to me when when I get to travel. You travel around the world, and Ray's traveled, I'm sure, all over. Anywhere you go, there's kids playing soccer. Mm-hmm. I, and for me, I find that very – I love it. I absolutely well, love it. Whether yeah. it's a, a country, a third-world country, there's always kids do out you, there kicking a ball about. Do you them. see that with basketball when you travel? Because basketball is supposed as to be much. rising globally. Not as much. Interesting. About you, Ray? Yeah, no, I've been – I remember once when I was uh, – I dive, and I was diving in the Maldives, and we went to a local island where the, the people on the boat were from. Um, <laughs> and, and they had, they had uh, premiership tops on. <laughs> And and they were playing. They were they were still playing in that little yeah. way of you know had a ball and a you know a couple yeah. of couple of bits of clothing and and they were good. Yeah, no, I see. And you watch, you know, you, you watch even news feeds or anything. You'll see people in the background mm-hmm. with with uh, premiership tops on. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when I was in elementary school, the thing that we did at recess, we played soccer. That's what we did every single recess. We and you played threw soccer. it away. You threw your. By the time we hit high school. We were playing. We didn't have recess in high school, but you know, when we after school, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, let's go play basketball. That was it. It just changes. And where was this? This is in New York in Scarsdale. Now Scarsdale does have a very a, a larger uh, foreign population, so that's why soccer is very popular in the town. And they're also the high school is very good because a lot of the kids they came from they moved here from Europe or South well, America. Yeah, bringing the culture. I think I think cricket's big in Long Island, isn't it? So I think bringing you know <laughs> if you've got if you've got this people coming in and yeah. bringing and bringing that culture with them. Well, I think that's yeah. a good point. Demographics are changing in this mm-hmm. country, and yeah. probably more pro soccer. So that's an, that's part yeah. of the equation as well. Yeah, more immigrants that come in just because it's bigger they, everywhere else. They bring their love of soccer with them. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so bring this back to the beginning, and I keep trying to do that, but the I guess the consensus here is that they're doing the right things in this country, but they just can't seem to get a proper hold on it because ultimately culture dictates that. It's just not quite there in the head yet. You know, the actual, it's not only the, the technical stuff, but just mm-hmm. that, the love of the game, the passion, the understanding, all of that. It's the understanding. I mean, look, thinking about it, I was just thinking about it the other way around. When I, when I came over here and trying to get into, you know, the NFL, I found it difficult because I, I played rugby at school. Was, and so I was like competing with, you know, rugby versus NFL and rules and I had to understand the rules, and then I understood the rules, and then I watched the playoffs, and I found that it was so good, so exciting mm. and tense when you get to the playoffs. I love that. Mm. 
But then I had to understand, you know, that, that banter side, right, where people would be talking at work. So you have to understand the history and the culture <laughs> of the NFL <laughs> and the players and the managers, which is exactly what happens in soccer in the UK. So right. it's, you, you've, got, you've got that contention even off the field. Yeah. And that brings brings yeah. a lot yeah, because the, the, that's what ends up talking about it, yeah. and then builds the excitement, and then that's why someone will then go and switch the TV yeah. on because they've heard about it. That off season drama is also very big. At it's football, fantastic. Football, basketball, they don't the, the the reporting, the coverage of the sports don't stop, especially with basketball. It heats up after the championship, yeah. Because some, I mean, this past year, I think they said that like sixty percent of the players in the NBA changed teams. Right, NFL, NBA, you still have a lot of off the field drama in the league but i would like to offer just a All couple right. of nuggets too when i was in college i went to the university of south carolina out of american high schools right the top american high schools in this uh, in soccer a number of them came from the state of south carolina which i didn't know until i went down there also you know what two teams lead men's and women's uh college soccer attendance and home home attendance every year so you've been recruited, apparently, from the University <laughs> yeah. of South Carolina yes, to push the program. It's a bit climate-oriented as well, isn't it? I mean, it it's, is. it's like it's a bit yeah. more like the, the you know, it's not like the British climate, but it doesn't it doesn't freeze the ground to death in the winter. So Exactly. <laughs> it's, well, that's what makes it easier. But you're seeing, I mean, late in the season, it gets 50 degrees, 60 degrees for a, a soccer game. That's doable. But the, my yeah, point you is... Can, you can survive. But my, <laughs> it's not the cold summer in the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But my point is that I was surprised that in South Carolina, somewhere I didn't expect... Because we're talking about immigrants and yeah. Korean culture. There's not a lot of immigrants that come to South Carolina. You would think New York. But the attendance – I mean the, the men's and women's soccer games were over capacity almost every single game. Excellent. And, you know, it, that's – my point is that it's it, you'd be surprised where soccer's catching on, I think. Um, this like this like The deep south – yeah, high schools sure. love soccer and they're good. Well, we soccer. talked about Atlanta. Nashville's and, uh, yeah. getting Nashville's yeah. getting an MLS but, team. And, I, and just the, to the culture thing, in high school, I became friends with with one of my best friends was from Denmark. Another one was from was from London, West London. And uh, we don't talk to those. <laughs> but that's all they talked about was soccer. So I couldn't talk to them about basketball, baseball because they didn't <laughs> they didn't follow. So I became interested in soccer. I learned soccer. I learned good for I you. learned the Premier League. So I was able to watch it. I went to college, American friends, so I forgot about it. <laughs> well, there you go. I will say two things. When I first came to this country, the only place I could find football and uh, soccer, English soccer, was on Spanish channels. So I would watch with the really? volume down. That's completely changed. Um, I think we get probably better coverage here than they do in England. Um, yeah. It's amazing. You can watch anything. And the other thing I notice is that no one um, working in local news and then coming to Fox, no one in the studio, there's a big crew in there. None of them would talk about soccer. None. They were always, it was always about football, basketball, mm-hmm. baseball. Now they're all wearing those jerseys that Ray was talking yeah. about, Tottenham, you know, and Arsenal. That's and fashion. All these. It is fashion, but they also have taken on the whole – they're loving it. They watch it. They talk mm-hmm. about the players who's injured, the coach. as the coach getting fired. This is something that would ne- – 15 years ago would have been unheard of. So at the very – there is a grassroots yeah, be, yeah, level thing. It has become a little trendier. It has. Yeah. It's, it's become trendier in that – we were talking about that fast-paced way and – you know, as much as baseball's in the decline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Fox Sports, they've become the, the – and I'm not trying to tout that because they're a Fox family. But I'm saying Fox Sports has – was, like, I think, the really the first one to really take soccer and really try to make it more mainstream. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, they've had a lot of the big broadcasts. And I think when you have a major company like Fox – and ESPN has followed suit. The ESPN's mm-hmm. done a very good job. NBC. And, and NBC's followed it. NBC Huge. Sports Network have followed them. But now they're really starting to push 
their investment into the into the game. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just yeah with the subscriptions and everything else and the spinoffs. Yeah. You know, you, in the UK, you'll get uh, like the spinoff shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got the fans on them, and they, they're yeah. starting to do that. And the you know the Men in Blazers type thing. And I think that's another culture banter. Yes, uh, that's that you know shines through in the UK that uh, hasn't quite taken off in the US. We'll see. Maybe it will be time. We're going to have to wrap it up. Hope we haven't bored anyone. But hey, you know what? There are a lot of soccer fans out there, football fans, for those that are outside of the United States. But maybe, maybe we're seeing the beginning of perhaps a real proper grassroots groundswell into the game. And I hope so because it would be great. And it would be great for soccer to have America be very, very uh, a strong uh, opposition on the world level. I'd love for that. Uh, and then Ray will be here next week to talk about rugby. Yeah. <laughs> and then the following week, we'll do some cricket. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I bet you can't wait out there. <laughs> well, that's it for the Ashley Webster experience. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Ray, for being here. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Brian, for trying to give the other side. <laughs> we'll see you back here next time. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.